Hey everyone, Austin Swanson here, aka 24-7, bringing a brand new video on Carlytics and the best potential next partner, who I believe is Apple. Uh, in this video, you'll see we're in an N, Nebraska plays number three Oklahoma this Saturday, so got to represent my team. Uh, <laughs> in this video, we're going to be talking about partnership opportunities and why Apple is the best next partner, not necessarily the best partner overall, but they might be here, and we'll we'll talk about that. But why Carlyx should focus on Apple next, and I'll walk through that process, and or how I came to that conclusion, um, how everyone in the ecosystem benefits from a partnership with Apple, including Apple, um, and their users, and, and everybody else, and in Carlytics. Um, and the same applies for other partnerships, but we're going to be focusing on Apple here. And then other opportunities that wouldn't would not require a partnership with Apple, uh, such as Apple notifications on iOS 15 and widgets. So if effort and focus was to be put on from Carlytics on pursuing a single partnership, a single neobank, a fintech, a payment processor, a mobile wallet, it is likely best to focus not only on how much value you could get from that single partnership in Carlytics, just that, that one partnership opportunity or that one dynamic, but also the value it could bring uh, to existing Carlytics users, and then whether or not it could increase the odds of other partnerships. So it's just trying to think of the total value a partnership could bring. So we'll get into this. But a single partner like Apple could attract many payment processors wanting to partner with Carlyx to easily allow their marketers. So think Stripe and all the people who use Stripe. And there's all these tools that they have. Uh, maybe that they integrate with Carlytix for a self-service platform to be able to advertise now on Apple. Right, they're attract, but maybe before they're like, oh, the banking channel's good, 167 million, it's a lot, but I get more on Facebook. But all of a sudden, you have you have Apple, right? And you're seeing those offers on your your uh, your Apple phone as a, a Stripe user. It might increase the amount that Stripe is sitting there, like, wow, this is a huge opportunity. These are a lot of users, um, and we should integrate with them, right? And then these new advertisers, there's a, there's going to be all these, especially all these small and medium businesses, and maybe a, then uh, neobanks and fintechs are more interested because they're like they see that there's higher uh, ARPU and engagement and usage of these offers because there's just so much more and they're they're more relevant, right? So the the opposite though may not be true, and I don't think it is. I don't think a single small neobank or fintech is going to pursue or, uh, or lead to uh, a stripe or a square to say, wow, that extra 10 million in relation to 167 million is so much more. Now we're interested, right? And then in the same thing, I don't think because you, uh, Carlos can uh, partners with Car or a stripe or a square and there's these small, uh, advertisers that Apple is now convinced, oh, that's so much better for our users, right? And so if there's energy that in time and money that needs to be spent on pursuing someone, it's better to focus on a big, you know, mobile wallet like Apple that has all these cascading benefits. So here's my nice little logo <laughs> for this video and write up. So the purpose of this is to think through partnership opportunities and who is the best next partner to pursue. And think through, uh, and, the, and, and the reason for this is, you know, it's just, it kind of keeps things in mind that you, maybe that there's a new partnership that gets announced and you can easily think through what those cascading benefits are as well as the benefits day one. Uh, and maybe this is ideas for Carlytics if they're trying to just think about, hey, who should we pursue? And maybe Apple has never been considered, right? Uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but like Google Pay does have an offer section. Apple Pay does not. Uh, Samsung Pay used to, 
and I think they got rid of it recently, and I don't know if they brought it back, so there's an opportunity there. So uh, the other thing is we're trying to think through the potential runway, which helps reduce the risk of selling too early. So if the runway is super long, I mean, you, if you don't think through this, at some point you might be like, oh, Carlytics is fully valued. There's no growth opportunity here. We're done. Right? But instead, if you think, wow, they could pursue Apple and then all these other benefits, and this is the value you could bring, there's a lot that could be left on the table if you're not considering these things. And then I just want to share topics uh, or share my thoughts on a topic that I enjoy thinking about. I've had someone who re reached out and they said, when you think there's a better use of your time, uh, maybe, and I'm still pursuing other opportunities and other investments, uh, but I enjoy thinking about this. And I think the opportunity is just so large in comparison to everything else I look at, and I understand it fairly well. Uh, it doesn't mean it's not going to go to zero, but, and maybe that's part of the reason why I also like exploring it is I try to think through where can this go wrong um, and where could this ultimately go really right. So uh, this, another reason is uh, this increases the value. I'm, I'm trying to think about how this can increase the value to existing users and Cartlytics value even more. How could it increase Cartlytics value more? And I kind of talked about with the runway, but the thing is, as I've heard people make the argument that Cartlytics already has 167 million users, we need to stop pursuing new partnerships and just focus on monetizing or, or getting the most ARPU um, out of those existing users, right? I've had people talk to me about that. When I start mentioning these other opportunities, like, just stop, right? That's not what we're focused on, okay? I recognize this. And Cardlytics does as well. And that's why they're building now and rolling out the new user experience to increase engagement and utilization for those existing users. They're adding notifications, which as of today, I was able to turn on notifications for new offers, not just for redemptions, new offers on US Bank. That I've been checking every single day and as of today, you can turn that on. Um, I'll be interested to see if that gets defaulted on. I'd probably jump the gun to see if that just turned on automatically. So let me know if you notice this. And the other reason, uh, or what other things Cardlix is doing is they're trying to increase the availability and usage of the self-service platform uh, to increase the number of offers and relevance of offers for users. All these things are what Cardlix is already doing. And so they're working on this, right? They're, they're working on monetizing the, or, or making the most of the 167 million users they currently have. But that doesn't mean they should just stop there. Oh, we have 167 million. We can make this much ARPU. We're done, right? Let alone there's 600 employees. That's a lot for uh, this just one platform, right? Like for this one singular focus. And so there's no reason that a small team or or uh, that can't just work on an additional partnership. It doesn't take that many people to just maybe some high level people or you hire somebody for a small amount. And I'll actually talk about how I thought about monetizing or how much money should be spent on this pursuit. Uh, but adding a partnership at even like you could, it's not even necessarily about growing MAUs from the partnership because a lot of people think that that's all I'm talking about in terms of neobanks or fintechs, but you could also partner with a Stripe, with a Square, uh, with all these merchants that will then just all at once have a self-service integration that could automatically place offers to those existing MAUs. So that actually, that partnership does help with those 167 million uh, MAUs today. But also, right, you could partner with someone with large size, like Apple, and that increases the value of Cardlytics today. They could, you know, all the existing Cardlytics merchants uh, that are advertising could also advertise on uh, those Apple MAUs. But the big thing is, is it might, even if it's just not, even if they don't have the ad budget to do it, um, if they don't have the targeting capability, there's a level of credibility that could be added. There's a level of, of this optic that, wow, that's so many more users, even if they can't take advantage of it, that it leads to someone like, it brings awareness to Cardlytics, right? Uh, let alone at the individual level of just seeing offers and understanding offers now. But then all these advertisers are like, this is a, wow, I, I didn't know about this before, uh, or like a stripe, it could lead to like a stripe or a square saying, this is great 
for we you know split thing is square and they have what 30 million uh users on cash app right their merchants would love to advertise beyond those 30 million and reach not only 167 million but maybe the 500 million that have uh apple wallet right or the apple pay activated so and we'll talk about that that number later so even though we're focusing on the maus those maus could lead to partnerships with merchants that bring value to those current uh, Carlytics users, the 167 million. And then in turn, all those merchants could lead to uh, neobanks and fintechs wanting to join the platform as well. All because of one partnership. So the other thing, <laughs> I was recently talking a lot about this with smarter people, but very little has to happen for Carlytics to be worth the current market cap of around $3 billion right? Everyone looks at this, they see huge price to sale ratios, they see no cash flow, they hear all these things that are being talked about that Carlos is pursuing, they're like, wow, this is just so much that has to happen for this to work out, right? The thing is, <laughs> uh, although they're talking about all these improvements, none of those have to happen for $3 billion to be justified, right? So for example, if you take this number, and I've, and I've done other write-ups and videos, and I linked them here, of talking about how I think about valuation, but really, about only about $5 of ARPU is about needed, approximately, for a $3 billion market cap to occur, right? And everyone looks at it and says, well, there's only a, what, under $2, around $1.30 today, so 5x, or 4 to 5x, that's so much bigger, right? It's, it's just not, right? And I believe this can be achieved without SKU and CPG offers, uh, without, so individual items, without the self-service and all the other offers that come on the platform, without neobanks, without additional banks, without open banking, without new, the new UI notifications, none of it, right? I think, I think all the 167 million users or, or the, of the engaged at a higher amount, but an average of $5 per person can be obtained on the existing system with the existing advertisers. Why do I think that? Right, and this maybe this and maybe this is wrong, and this is a huge part of why I think the way I do, and, I, and it's a wrong way to think. But within the last week, I've redeemed thirty-five dollars in consumer incentives. One week, not a year. One week. I will assume that that is more than five dollars in ARPU. <laughs> And that's on the current system. There was no notification. There was no new UI. There was no SKU level. I mean, it's just it's insane. And all I had to do was hey. I was going to uh, eat somewhere one night and I was going to get pizza. I decided to get from one other place because I could save $5. Um, another place, I could. there was a, an offer to get $10 off my meal of over $10. That's insane. Uh, but I also had, I was going to stay in a hotel and that ended up being about $15. So that was a large portion of it, but it was only one transaction. All I had to decide was instead of staying at another hotel, I stayed at a Hyatt, right? Like just these super simple things within one week. I just, and this is all in the old system. So everything else is icing on the top. Essentially how I look at this is, does can that happen? Can we get to $5 in ARPU over the next five to 10 years? Yes, right? Okay, well then if that happens, everything else is not baked into the price, the current market price. So it's all I see in the cake. It's, a, uh, it's free optionality. It's, and I mean, let alone the partnership opportunities we're discussing. So if any of these happen, I mean, those aren't baked into the, to this valuation. <laughs> it's just this weird, and maybe I'm not thinking about this correctly. I, 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 you can see I'm, I, I bet if I tracked my, uh, <laughs> my heart rate's probably going up right now. Uh, but I just, I just, I can't, that's why I, I've been so passionate about this is I just see it as so 
in my eyes, like how do people like, let alone when you start getting more relevant offers or these huge offers, like t- this last week, I got an offer for $10 off at $10 or more. I started telling everybody, it's like, this is ridiculous, but I can see that happening because it was on the first order only, right? So it was for, con- uh, for uh, customer conversion, but it worked. I'm like, why wouldn't I not get a free meal? Who, who is not going to, I just, I can picture people. If I got it, I, I remember hearing someone just saying, I'm trying to not to be too specific because it, there's not, there's very limited communication around Carlytics. But I remember someone just say, I will never use an offer essentially. And that makes no sense to me. Why would you not, if you could get a free meal, why would you not do that? Right? I get time. I get, if you don't like that place, but if it's relevant to you based on your purchases and it's very close, you're essentially just throwing away free money. <laughs> so, uh, I, that you get, there we go. Enough of that. So who is the next, who's the best partner uh, to pursue next, right? And the goal was to not only find someone, I mean, I wanted to focus on th- that cascading benefits. And so we've already, I've, you know, if you want, just because I don't want this video to get too long, if you want all the additional detail, the write-ups down below, uh, there is a lot of nuggets in here, especially things in, that are italicized. I think that I try to call them out as important notes. I thought as I was writing this, I thought they were important, but I'm going to try to go through this a little bit faster. So we've already talked about a single neobank or fintech. It's just not going to be like they add a significant amount of MAUs in relation to the 167 million. Uh, I mean, some of them are kind of large, 10, 30 million dollar range, but again, that's not huge. That's going to lead to like strike or square to be like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Because again, I'm focused on, can we uh, in, improve the value, increase the value proposition to the current 167 million? So if we add more MAUs, well, if, if it doesn't lead to any more advertisers, uh, the 167 million users, I mean, there's going to be more revenue coming in and that can improve the UI and maybe some other benefits like that. But I'm focused on what's bringing more advertisers and more relevant offers because that's going to be the huge thing that can lead to more value to those 167 million. So I don't think that, I don't think Carlytics should, I mean, it doesn't mean that they shouldn't pursue this. I mean, there's still the risk of uh, a shift from tr- traditional banking to neobanking and the should per, be pursued and collectively if you add up all these neobanks uh this could be a, a large significant amount of users that attract more advertisers but again or not not, not just just the amount of effort, uh advertisers it could be that those maus are in that targeting class that they want right so there's other benefits to this and i have a nice graphic for this later but again i'm trying to focus on just that one <laughs> who's the what is the the best partner to get next that's it right so payment processors can be huge for Cardlytics, right? Because if you can partner directly with a Square or even a Stripe, and I talk about this later on where, let me just pull it up, give me the uh, number, okay. So here are, let's see if I can show you this. Stripe, if this loads, let's see here. Partners, this is another payment platform, and here's all the partners they're using, right? Just tons. Stripe, same thing hunts right so it's not like they're just not partnering with people they are partnering and they're trying to improve the they, they taught i was even reading write-ups where they're trying to create stickiness for their users so they stick with stripe or for and their users are the merchants they're trying to get uh, have just trying to provide more value to the merchants they're trying to increase their business uh, which is good for stripe as well and so Cardlytics just fits so nicely into this, right? Especially if you can just integrate with their systems. I believe, I can't remember what it's called. There was, I, was, I was doing a lot of, I think, is it Connect? It might be Stripe Connect where this could be easily integrated, but I, I'm not positive. Uh, but that's more to show that this is possible, that they could partner with them. In addition to that, right, is we've seen 
back in 2015, I didn't know this until recently, MasterCard and Cardlytx partnered together. And I believe it was because for all the MasterCard's uh, issuing banks and all the cards they wanted to bring, and for those banks, they wanted to bring all of Cardlytx's advertisers to those banks, right? So I'm essentially flipping it, right, for a payment processor on the merchant side, uh, so like the issuing bank on the merchant side for all their merchants, uh, be able to advertise and increase their their business from advertising to all of Carlytics's users, which are uh, way larger than they were back in 2015, right? So that's kind of why this this leads to this. And why is this important? Why is this even a big opportunity? Well, if you think about it in terms of payment volume, and if we just think about Stripe, Square, or um, these other payment processors, they're huge, right? I mean, we're talking over a billion dollars of revenue uh, to Cardlytics. And the way I got to that is I've heard mention of uh, that within a channel, they might be spending like 50 basis points, uh, half of a percent on uh, Cardlytics, and that could be their ad budget, right? And then if you take away, the, that, that would be their billings because that's how much they're spending in the channel, but then there's consumer incentives uh, for, for Cardlytics revenue. We're still looking at over a billion dollars of revenue. This is just, that's every single year from partnering with them on one of, one of these people. And you could say, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a huge opportunity, right? There's many, many merchants. There's, <laughs> uh, especially all the small to medium businesses, you could just do one quick integration with them with the self-service. They have it right there. Hey, advertise to all these users, find that perfect person. Um, they don't have to leave to go to Facebook or somewhere else. And then you, all the Square is kind of, it's much smaller in comparison to the other ones. Uh, they do have the benefit of Cash App. And we've talked about this a lot, but just to kind of hit, hit this home. So um, you have... The benefit, like you have the, the user side, so that Cash App users would bet. So if there was an integration or a partnership between Square and Cardlytics, Cash App users, which are part of Square, would benefit from Cardlytics' existing users, so they get more offers. And then Cardlytics' existing advertisers would benefit from additional uh, users that they could advertise to. It just grew by like 30 million. That's great. There might be some more targeting ability and better uh, or more relevant users that they could target. And then Square and Afterpay merchants, because now Afterpay's you know partner with Square, they might be able to advertise to instead of just the 30 million Cash App users, they can advertise to the 167 million uh, Cardlytics users in the bank channel, and then all the bank channel users could access even more advertisements. It's just everyone benefits from this, right? That's why it's just it's so great. And one other thing, just because I don't think I have it in here, one way I was thinking about this because I always thought about if there was a risk of them getting purchased, if you get over like regulation risk or anything like that, if, if there if there was a risk of them getting purchased, I I of Cardlytics getting bought out or something. I just don't see it because there's so it can provide it's the central location of aggregating it for all these people for in, in this dedicated resource. And if say Apple was to buy Cardlytics, if that could even happen, um, well well one they probably shut it off to maybe other advertisers or other or other advertisers wouldn't want to use it because it's Apple's. It gets really weird here because it's like it's this one trusted independent source, right? And if Apple took it on and they wouldn't let any more users. Right? They said, we're not going to gain any more users, uh, let alone another bank wanting to... It gets really messy when you start thinking about this. And maybe it's not. Maybe that maybe I'm overcomplicating it. But again, you want more users because it brings more advertisers, it brings more data, and then that in turn leads to more revenue, which attracts more users. I mean, it's just... It's, and I'll get into this here shortly. So all to say is it kind of... It works well keeping this uh, separate. So uh, conclusion for just the payment processors, processors uh, they would increase the benefit to existing users and uh, through additional offers and more relevant offers, uh, increase the odds of even small neobanks and fintechs joining because then they could say, hey, we want those more offers and relevant offers, or they see in the existing platform, there's significantly higher engagement in ARPU now because of these advertisers and they're saying, we want that. And then 
But the thing is, is I don't think a single payment processor is going to lead to a big mobile wallet uh, joining. Uh, and But the, the converse can be true. And if you get one mobile app uh, provider, it might lead to all the payment processors and then all the neobanks joining from one, just one mobile app. So uh, that mobile app, or, or sorry, mobile wallet, uh, we, again, we've, we've kind of talked about this a lot, but the way, and I, I, I just, I have an example here. I don't, th so how I just, I just want to do this because I have an illustration. If, if you, if Cardlytics partnered with Coinbase, I don't see that, that extra, maybe, I don't know if it's 10 million users uh, in relation to 167 million, isn't going to be enough to convince now Stripe all of a sudden to be like, oh, now we want to partner, right? And then uh, even if you get Stripe, uh, on a single basis. It's not like that's enough with all those little, uh, you know, maybe less known advertisers that's going to attract Apple to, to start using them. But if you do get Apple, all, I mean, there's that credibility. There's just way more users, more targetability, more data. It might attract Stripe and Square for their merchants. And then all those merchants might attract all these different neobanks that are possible out there. And so that's why I think the best thing is to focus on the mobile wallet. It just leads to not only the benefits from just Apple or any other mobile wallet, but everyone else. And so I have this illustration <laughs> and this is one of my favorite ones. I've done this before. Um, I guess you can call it, I mean, it's a flywheel and everyone, I, I hate even saying that because it's just so overused, but this is how I've been thinking about this. And you can reference this in the link below, but essentially if you, I started, I made the logos bigger and smaller based on their impact to everything else. And that's why Apple's the biggest. But if you added Apple, all of a sudden you have way more, uh, you, you attracted Apple and that's what happens at the beginning. Now you have way more users, way more ad reach, right? And right away, that might be enough just to attract uh, like a Stripe, right? They might say, wow, we have way more reach. This is great for all our advertisers. But also you have more data, better targeting of offers, uh, more effective advertisement from the better targeting. And so that might attract uh, more or new advertisers as well as increasing the ad budgets. And that alone, and this is kind of a cycle you'll see just like on in other ad platforms is once they get the, the higher ad budgets and more advertisement, that's more data and that keeps going. That's what the blue line is. But the benefit to Cardlytics that's not on other ad platforms is that in other ad platforms, the advertisements are on their own cycle. And then you have more users that lead to more content, that lead to more users, uh, but those are running independently, right? The content in Cardlytics and what the users are looking at and want and want more of is the offers. So where in other ad platforms and other digital advertising platforms, uh, and the, 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 they're, they're separate, right? Where these are working together and it's just this dual thing going on that's just way more powerful. And so as you add more advertisements, so not only is it getting more data, that those more advertisers um, is leading to more, is leading to higher engagement, more usage and redemption of offers, which in turn leads to more revenue, which can attract maybe uh, now we have higher ARPU. So now we get uh, Chime who wants to be involved or Coinbase and this cycle continues. But that revenue can also be used to improve the UI or increase the offer amounts. Uh, it, it could be the banks use their share, increase the offer amounts, and then that increases usage and then the cycle keeps going on. Um, it also means that, that the higher revenue could be used for the self-service platform. This is something that Facebook has spent a ton of money on that is improving their self-service platform. I mean, there's so much reinvestment opportunity and each one of those can just keep feeding and that would increase the amount of advertisers, how much they spend in the channel uh, and it just keeps going on. And the same thing in one little cycle that I think is underappreciated or not mentioned, and this is something I've realized with myself, is that as I spend and save more, it goes up and up and up and it shows that I save more and more money, right? And it's this good feeling. And it's like, wow, I like using Cardlytics. I should look there again because can I say more? And it's just, a, it's kind of like a, ga a, ga a gamification or this just, it just keeps feeding on itself where it gets better and better. And as the offers keep getting better, 
right? I keep like this, the one that was $10 off of $10 or more, and you can just get a free meal. I'm telling people, right? And so now more people know about it and they're redeeming more now because they're like, wow, I didn't know that. And just, it keeps going, right? So this, it's really interesting, right? And maybe I'm not thinking about this, right? And maybe this isn't how you should do it, uh, or this doesn't hold true, but this is what's in my head. And then again, you know, uh, I've talked about higher engagement also with directly, it doesn't, it's not necessarily the revenue. It's, it, it could be just the engagement leads to other banks or neobanks or fintechs that want to use Carlytics for this ability. And it just keeps going, right? So I think that was my interesting note was regarding how usually they're separated, but to get, but here the, the content is the advertisement. So as those keep going, it also increases the user side. So uh, Google Pay, if we're trying to consider, we have Google Pay, Samsung Pay and Apple Pay, who could be the mobile wallet that we should pursue? If we're gonna focus on one Google Pay, not gonna happen, right? Uh, they already, they're primarily an advertising business. So they have all their advertisers. They have the reach they need. They can self-support their offer platform uh, within Google Pay. But again, they already have offers there that they're already doing this. So it just doesn't, matter, right? But the thing that's important to, to keep in mind and how I look at it is that competition in this space isn't awful, right? Because one of the issues is like understanding the card linked offers, right? Or understanding how to incorporate this data into their models, uh, which could be do, uh, done, I believe through as using as a prior uh, in marketing mix uh, models or Bayesian hierarchical models. And the Bayesian hierarchical models, from what I understand, is you have the marketing mix models and then you have like the multi-touch attribution module, which attribution models are more granular on that individual user basis. But you could merge those together and the hierarchical part of the Bayesian hierarchical models is the level of granularity. But the Bayesian part is, it means it's it's a posterior distribution where the posterior distribution is based on that we already, it's posterior to the data, data and information we already have. That data we already have is the Carlytics data. And if we know for certain, usually you're using this because you don't have complete data or information. Uh, maybe you're starting advertising a new channel, but you have an idea of how it should work and you don't and because you don't want to model based on that incomplete data you'll add as a prior we know this is how it's going to work but here you could use the prior as we know for certain that this is what's happening right and it works with it's not going to work with a multi-attribution model directly because that's on an individual basis but you could use something like a bayesian hierarchical model and i believe the the marketing mix models are working but anyways if you have google doing this and Google, you have all these advertisers that can now, maybe it's in their self-service platform. They say, hey, do you want to do car linked offers? And now they're, they're like, well, we, yeah, we, we spent a lot of money on Google. We trust Google. Uh, let's figure out how we, let's let's update our models so we can incorporate this. And now it's like, well, we might as well also have on, uh, advertising on Carlytics with all the banks because that also works. And the, those same cards, even in Google Pay uh, or the Google Wallet, they'll still work or even in different wallets or just in, in, in person and in stores. So it's not... A big threat to me. I mean, I really think it's. I think it's important to happen. I hope. I hope it almost accelerates. Uh, now, if we just so if we rule that out as someone Carlos can partner with, and we're trying to focus on Samsung Pay or Apple Pay, uh, I kind of wanted to compare the two. I hope I didn't mute myself or anything there. Um, I don't believe so. That'd be bad. <laughs> but one interesting statistic. This is for debit card transactions, so it's not maybe complete in comparison to credit card transactions. But within the mobile wallets, ninety-two uh, percent in 2020 of 2 billion transactions was apparently Apple. I don't, I found this from what is, you know, Pulse Network, which is a network that even Carlytics uses. I was looking through like their terms and conditions and they reference them. So it seems like a reputable source uh, with transactions and payment networks. Uh, so, cause the, the statistic was so <laughs> like, 
eye-opening that I was just like, is this a reputable site? And I've seen this reference multiple times, this this uh, debit issuer study. So I believe so. And so this seems like there's a lot of transactions happening on Apple. But again, that's, that's only debit cards, but this is significant enough that I think that Apple is kind of, you know, they have a lot going for them. The other thing it might be contributing to this is they have higher enrollment. Uh, they have higher activation rates for those enrolled cards and then like or, or act activity rate, meaning for the cards that they enrolled. So they already had, they had a high enrollment rate in, in relation to uh, Samsung Pay or Google, right? For those that are in, enrolled, they have a high number, Apple does, in relation to making at least one purchase. And then they also have high usage, meaning they're using it more than once. So what, what I can take from this, even though it's on the debit card side, is saying Apple Pay in comparison to Samsung Pay, maybe is going to have way more payment volume, way more activity, way more lo looking at this, and then consequently benefiting more from the offers, right? And so another thing I found was in, a, I think, Q1 2021 Apple transcript, or it was in Q1 of 2021 for Q4 earnings, uh, that f this was a quote from Tim Cook for Apple Pay. Revenue and transactions more than doubled year over year with a run rate exceeding 15 billion transaction a year. <laughs> I, I want, I'm like, I keep making, all these numbers just seem so crazy in relation to everything because it's like, okay, I thought 2 billion and they have 92%, so almost 2 billion from debit cards. Well, it seemed like uh, this was 2020. Um, this was also around 2000. This was before that. 15 billion doesn't mean, I, I feel like that'd be too many with credit card transactions. I feel like it would almost be the reverse uh, or at least half and half. I, I don't know, but it just seems... In, in total, we can just take this as there's a lot of transactions happening on Apple Pay. Uh, and this was prior to COVID, right? Where then there was more adoption. And I get to a, uh, a mention that Apple, uh, Tim Cook actually mentions about during COVID as well, where there was way more adoption, more, way more usage. But in total, I, can, I, I take this as, hey, between Samsung Pay and Apple Pay, who should we focus on? I'm going to say Apple, right? But another, one interesting note, and I think I mentioned this at the beginning, but Samsung Pay, at least at one point, they dropped their rewards program that worked with Apple, uh, Samsung Pay. There was, there's some nuances there that I don't quite understand because I don't have Samsung Pay. I, I'm Apple. Um, but I don't know if I like that. I'm identifying with that. That's that. <laughs> another conversation for later. That's like Nebraska, right? I'm identifying. I don't like Samsung Pay. I don't like these other teams. Anyways, that's a, that's a, a psychological tendency we can Talk, to, talk about later. Um, but it looks like, so again, it looked like they dropped the rewards program because people were using Samsung Pay more and maybe they didn't want to fund it and they thought there was enough incentive. But that doesn't mean, think about Carlos coming along and saying, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll do it, we'll fund it and we'll pay for it. We'll pay you to do this. It seems like a benefit for everyone, especially if they saw that they were slacking in comparison to Apple. So Apple Pay seems to be the one to look at. But those statistics don't give me an idea of how I can quantify it. Although I have the transaction amounts, um, I want to know the impact that Apple could bring just on them alone and not and not necessarily, I mean, we have the impact of, hey, if we get on, if we get Apple, at least it's Stripe and Square and the other ones, it's like, that's a lot of additional revenue we could bring just from Apple. But what can Apple bring in terms of if we, what about if those users on Apple now start getting Carlytics? What does that, what, what, what happens for Carlytics, right? And so I didn't have those numbers. So I had to try to figure out how many at least users there were or transaction volume. There is very little data on Carlytics. They don't share, or on, on Apple Pay. They don't share much. If you start looking at past earnings transcripts, 
it's like one or two sentences. It's very, very brief and let alone numbers going through their 10 K. I couldn't find anything. Uh, but so I had to rely, so I couldn't get the gross, uh, uh, payment volumes. I, but I could, I saw some user counts and I found them from different sites and kind of made sure that they were seemed reasonable. Uh, a thing is, is you'll see some that are just us based. And so I wanted to make sure I was getting worldwide because I think that's the total benefit here. And so I saw figures around 383 as of December, 2018, 383 million worldwide, not just us. And so that was prior to COVID. And then I saw numbers around 500 million post COVID. Um, and so that seemed reasonable, right? It seemed like you're going to have, the, they mentioned these major ramp ups. You also had 2019, which was good. Then you had 2020 where there was an even more acceleration. And so 500 million seems reasonable. I think I've seen numbers where there was estimations as of 2018 for 2020, uh, for 227 million, but I don't know if that was worldwide. I think that was, that was, I believe that was, uh, for only us based, but again, trying to match up these numbers, you'll see so many varying statistics. So it's really hard to say. So again, take this with a grain of salt. But my, my, my bigger point is, is really that this partnership could lead to all the other marketers that lead to all the more neo banks. Um, so it, <laughs> this number is just so large and it's, it's hard to confirm that I, I almost hate saying these numbers, but, but essentially if we could assume that there would be, you know, they could achieve even just $5 of incremental ARPU. And I, and I say incremental in the sense that even if there's like a duplicate card, like I have a chase card that I already have my, my, uh, my, that's my primary bank. And I'm already getting offers there. Can I get an additional five? Would I spend additional five? Cause there's different offers on my Apple pay. I think so. I think I could get that probably with one offer, right? Especially if it's relevant and maybe it's at the SKU level. It's somewhere I want to go. I get a notification about it. Can that happen to all those users or at least the ones that are active? Maybe maybe we, if I use the activation rate of like 44% that we saw up above for the debit cards, that's about like $11 um, to get the same equivalent revenue, which is in total 2.5 billion, five, I mean, five times 500 is, you know, 2,500. So, the, but that's $2.5 billion of revenue for Carlytics. At $5 RPO. Like that, that's just insane, right? And again, I know that it's going to take a lot, but again, if it attracts all those advertisers and marketers, they could really fill up and get, you know, fill up all those MAUs and, and increase their spend to match all that. So I just think that's really interesting. And then let alone, um, or if you just think it's it's $5 for those that are active, uh, well, then the revenue would be about $1.1 But again, in relation to today, <laughs> 1.1 is very significant, right? It's very significant, and and then that's only on the standalone basis. We're we're ignoring all the all the additional uh, revenue that we talked about up above. If we started adding all the other merchants that could come on and they start spending money, right? And maybe those overlap in in some sense that you're not going to get this without those. Uh, but I don't think so. I think I think is even the existing cardlytics advertisers could just increase their budgets, um, and then especially with self-service. So all those additional ones. And then these are just new advertisers that would have direct benefit. So I just think Apple is the one to focus and partner on. A very interesting thing. You might say, well, maybe Apple doesn't want to partner, right? Maybe they don't want to do do so. Uh, one thing I think I talk about later, but just because I'm bringing it up, they, they could have their own search function. Right, you could say they should create their own. Uh, they could just create their own ad solution. They don't need uh, Carlytics, right? The same thing could be said. They could have their own default uh, uh, search engine, right, and benefit from that. But they don't. They use Google, and maybe that can change, right? But they haven't in the past, right? For now, uh, they benefited from a dedicated resource with their leverage, their knowledge, their data, uh, their advertisers, and all that, and then getting paid to do so. Google paying Apple to do so. It's just a great opportunity for everybody. 
The same could be said about Carlytics, right? They're not, where, where Google is probably an advertising platform, Apple's not, right? They can focus on other things so they can leverage somebody else and then benefit from every, all these other uh, users that lead to more advertisers. It's just, it's, it's again, that dedicated resource that has that benefit of being this independent source that leverages all these different users that can lead to more advertisers, that leads to more uh, redemptions, engagement and usage. Uh, so, but an interesting comment here is that from Q4 2021, uh, during an earnings call, it just said Apple Card uh, is doing very well and Apple Pay is doing exceptionally well and that there was some acceleration from you know COVID that should last. And so we are very bullish about this area and view that there are more things that Apple can do in this space. And so it's an area of great interest to us. I just thought that was a fitting quote for this, that at least there's hope. <laughs> uh, because again, if they just said, we don't care about Apple Card and Apple Pay, well then, okay. <laughs> uh, but there's also, you know, Apple Card is mentioned. And if you look, they have, you know, 3% daily cash back when you shop at Apple, 2% at select place or 2% uh, daily cash back. And then there's some other offers at some select merchants. Again, this just doesn't get me out of bed, right? These are very small offers. The big offers that uh, wow me are like, I saw, a, what was it? Uber Eats, 50% off. Like those are the things that get me going and I'm going to use. And then if that's, again, the, the one that was $10 off or $10 or more uh, was Panda Express on Venmo for QR code. I made sure I used a Venmo or QR code <laughs> for the first time because that, it, it was enough to incentivize me to do it, right? These aren't, but this is on the Apple card, right? But the same thing. I like, I'm not, wow, I, I should sign up for an Apple card, right? But maybe they say, hey, maybe you should uh, use Carletis and get all these offers. And then I would say, yes, I want those kind of uh, significant high amounts to save money. Uh, maybe they throw around a statistic. This is how much uh, users are saving on average. Awesome. I'm going to sign up for it. But the thing is, is then if there's some interesting things here, I say, however, the number of Apple card users is significantly less compared to integrate with Apple pay. Uh, and then there might be less people that are actually seeing these offers. If it's on Apple pay, instead of an Apple card, where only the Apple card users are seeing the Carlytics offers, if it's on Apple pay, anyone could just like swipe left, even off their lock screen. Uh, well, if you just open up Apple wallet or your Apple pay, you might see all the offers, right? And that's to everybody. And so that could benefit a lot of people. And then there's all this, also the other benefits but uh, if Carlinux partners with Apple Card, I'm not sure that they would also partner and integrate with Apple Pay for all the cards where it's over the top. They might integrate it where they have offers and it says this is for Apple Pay only uh, or for Apple Card only. And that might be fine. But I think the best situation might be because of all it would impact all users be seen and usable by and available for all users is integrating with Apple Pay. Um, so there's some nuances there you can think about. So how, how could this actually work? Uh, it could be similar with, they can partner with, you know, Dosh Cardlytics and the offers could work on any card or any linked bank, um, as long as the payments made through Apple pay. And so you could see here's the Apple pay wallet today, uh, on Google pay, they have something similar. And then they have a little spot to say offers. So it could be the same thing here. They, you could open up your, your wallet and maybe you click on the bottom or swipe again. Uh, and you see offers. I've also envisioned if it was at the card level, maybe you click the card and on the back, it shows all the offers, right? Uh, there's many ways to do this, but I believe that the best way is over the top where it's just one set of offers that apply for everyone. There is some nuances here. So the, the thing is, is I don't know the level of detail. So I was trying to research on Apple what the information they collect. And it doesn't seem like they collect a lot of information. They don't try to store information. They mentioned only storing partial information of data or, or approximate numbers. So it gets hard to know of how this could work. But maybe if they integrate like the banks where, it's, it, where the data is kept at the banks and not brought out and it's not stored, uh, it's just used uh, to, to make sure everything of, of, of the offers amount. Because again, it, it's helping the 
user. That's the big thing here, right? And especially because Carlix is so focused on privacy, there's there's a nice match there for this. Uh, and we're not talking about using other privacy concerns. But all to say, I think if as long you don't want it to be blank. Uh, blanket offers where it's the same offer for everybody. I, I think the best bet is having, because then it's like when you do these blanket offers, it's the same offer for everybody. It, be, it applies to everybody. So it can't be, it has to be less targeted, presumably, uh, or if you can be very targeted, you can offer higher amounts to those same people. Um, and then there's higher usage. It's, it's more engaging. I mean, it's just, it benefits everybody by having that targeting ability. But what you could do is you could also just have a, an option to opt out of it. You don't want the option to opt in You want because then a lot of, it, it's just more manual work, kind of like open baking. There's more friction rather than having everybody and then say, Hey, if you don't want these targeted offers, opt out, that's fine. Right. If you don't want to save money, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but I think if you had really attractive offers and users, people would be like, well, yeah, sure. You use, uh, that's perfect. It's personalized. Right. And especially because Apple prides himself on privacy. I feel like a lot of people trust Apple from this. So I think it could work. Uh, I mean, there were some other benefits. You don't want it to be where you have to like individually add each bank card or sign in again, again, just more friction, kind of like what you see with Nectar Connect and open banking. So Apple benefits. Uh, with this partnership, Apple benefits from increasing the incentive to make purchases with Apple Pay and from the corresponding increase in payments from making more payments with Apple Pay. And based on Apple Pay's new updates for iOS 15, it seems like they're trying to do a lot. There's a lot of these system updates where it makes it like they're, they're putting emphasis on Apple Pay, right? But for the user, although it makes it easier to make a payment with Apple Pay, using Carlytics is a financial incentive to make a payment. That's the most powerful incentive. Not, oh, it's the easiest thing. Hey, we'll pay you to use this, right? Using, again, the Panda Express on Venmo QR code. I wanted to say, I wanted a free meal. <laughs> uh, using Cardlytics over creating their own Apple solution. I already talked about this. There's just, again, they can leverage Cardlytics to scale data, existing advertisers, dedicated resource, existing system, and they get paid to do it. Right. And then also there's probably that benefit of if they partner with some of Cardlytics, they're having more users and it, may, it might be like you say, Hey, well, Apple has 500 million. Well, how many of those are engaged day one compared to Cardlytics? And so it's like advertisers, they would recognize this. And it's like that you might get more advertisers from the combined total. Maybe they're focused on only us consumers. So the, the total Apple, uh, pay users is a lot less, but in combination, it's still attractive uh, for maybe some unique advertisers. And again, we're already at a scale where we're, we can attract anybody, Carlytics, but there's that optic sense, that credibility sense of, wow, that's a lot, right? Because still people will compare it to Facebook, even though they can't even fill that with their ad spend, <laughs> right? Uh, but the other thing is, there's just those benefits with partnering with Carlos. Carlos is just such a great partner because it's not like they're using cookies. Uh, they don't. They, all the data is kept within the banks. They're not pulling it out. They're not using it. They don't target based on demographics. Um, and there's no pe uh, personal identifiable, identifiable information collected or assessed or targeted or used. Uh, or yeah, it's not collected and accessible to Carlytics. It's kept within the banks, right? Uh, if you haven't already, there's this Carlytics FAQs. Their frequently asked questions are actually quite good <laughs> uh talking about even you know marketing mix modeling right it's just it, it, it's quite interesting that there's a lot here and it's it's worth reading but that's kind of where i was getting you know what information they actually use and collect so if you if i said it incorrectly at all here and in, in exactly what's happening they're frequently asked questions do have this so apple users how do they benefit well, they would save more money. <laughs> they get offers now in an incentive. To, and so by using just, instead of using their Chase card, if they pay with Apple Pay with that Chase card, they might save 
50% off on some transaction. And by making it available to all Apple users, regard, uh, regardless of their primary bank or card, uh, instead of restricting it to only Apple Card, it allows for the highest number of Apple users to save money. And the further benefit is by part, the Apple users, because there's so many of them, they'll probably attract more advertisers. So that leads to more unique or more personalized or, or more relevant offers that they could benefit from. Right, and then in addition, because the payment section is, is, is going to be so much more accessible and discoverable than within the banks, uh, you might have people that are working for advertising agencies or who own a, a personal, like small and medium business, and they're like, "Hey, how do I advertise in this channel?" Right, it has more discoverability uh, that leads to more advertisers placing ads in the channel, which benefits the users, right? And then the users spend more money, attract more advertisers, and we go on and on and on. Uh, the advertisers benefits, same thing, right? It, they have the benefit of there's just way, uh, there's new users to target, more users, more data, presumably. Um, and as they add more uh, advertisers, it, um, it's, it's just attractive to other users, which leads to more data. Hold on. <laughs> I just want to make sure I got this right. Mentioned above is how more advertisers benefit more users right? Because there's more offers in general. We might finally, I've been waiting to get that offer at Nike for these shoes. And now Nike's finally using the channel uh, because they have a good connection with Apple. Um, and so the advertisers are benefiting because there's all these users on Apple that uh, they they can target now, right? But the more users increase the attractiveness of advertising on Carlytics and Apple Pay uh, for new advertisements or current advertisements to increase their ad. Hold on. Let's get <laughs> 44 minutes in of not stopping and talking to myself. I think it's finally hit me. The inverse is also true. More users increases the attractiveness of advertising on Cardlytics and Apple Pay. Uh, the more, yeah, there's more users, so it increases the attractiveness. There's a larger reach, there's more data, there's more users of, of a targeting group uh, for new advertisers or for current advertisers to increase their ad spend. That's the part I was miss, miss, uh, missing is you have all these advertisers, it, it could lead, it, it could essentially just lead to more advertisers, right? It benefits new advertisers. Um, and with a Carlix partnership, uh, advertisers would also benefit from not, so they could learn, they only would have to learn one self-service platform um, and, and be able to advertise to advertise on basic purchase data. They don't have to learn an Apple system. They don't. Then they don't have to learn a Carlytics solution to advertise. And they can do it at the same time, learn one solution and then, or one advertising platform and then advertise to everyone at the same time. All the banks, all Apple users. So it benefits advertisers there, benefits that they have more users, more targeting ability. We got it. Sorry about that. And then existing partnered uh, banks, the people that are already partnered with Carlytics, can they benefit? I go a lot of detail here and how I thought about this and why it's not, essentially, it's not a risk of partnering with Apple in the Apple wallet because there's still gonna be offers that are only gonna be in Cardlytics or within the bank channel, right? That maybe you can't use Apple Pay yet. Or maybe Apple Pay gets too crowded, so now we're gonna do it at the bank level and those offers on those cards still work through Apple Pay, but the offers at the card level, right? For the banks, so the banks are still benefiting, right? I talk about how the banks can increase their incentives and how this could work. Um, still in, in relation to Apple Pay. If there's duplicate offers, right? They can increase their incentive and then it's, it's still maybe it's an Apple Pay only payment, but it's at the card level and so the bank's benefiting, right? And But in general, the, the banks benefit a lot because if we add all these users from Apple, it's gonna lead to more advertisers and then those advertisers can also place ads in the bank channel and which will lead to more engagement and utilization and more revenue for those existing banks. So the banks, it benefits and they don't have a risk of losing um, any share or money from Apple Pay being a partner as well. And of course, Carlyx benefits. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, we were, we've uh, anytime anyone else is benefiting the cycle, Cardlinux benefits, which is such an interesting thing. Everyone's moving in the same direction. They're going to have larger scale, more users and MAUs, more data from Apple, more uh, eventual advertisers, higher revenue in ARPU from that, higher accessibility from being an Apple Pay and be able to see it more, lead to more awareness of offers in general and higher engagement. People are talking about it. Maybe they see it in their banks. Uh, advertisers understand it more because there's more people doing this. So, and not only does partnering with Apple lead to attracting more advertisers uh, on an individual basis, but it could also increase attractiveness for companies like Square or Stripe that aggregates or has all of these marketers that could advertise um, on that platform. They, they could say, wow, that's an interesting opportunity. We should partner with Carlytics to advertise directly to all those, those users. And this could also lead to more neobanks and fintechs because now, oh wow, Stripe's a part of this and they have all those merchants and then there's all these unique offers. We want to leverage that. So we also want to be a part of this platform. So how can... Can Cardlytics even do anything if they don't partner directly with Apple? I believe so. Um, so there's iOS 15, there's new notifications. Uh, you, there's some things with better imagery. There's uh, larger images. Uh, there's notification summaries and there's time sensitive notifications. And so you can read the details here, but one of the big things is this notification summary. And I think there's an opportunity. So you have these large images, maybe you have a SKU level offer where it says maybe it has the bank here and then it has an image for the food. And this says 50% off this meal at this restaurant with a description, right? And it's at, it's morning. It does it morning and it's in the morning because it's for lunch, right? And so it groups these together. So that's why there's going to be time sensitive ones where maybe you're at Target and you can't wait. If you go to Target at 12.30 PM, you can't, it's not like you can wait till the nighttime summary of offers that would have been relevant for Target. So you still have those time sensitive ones where you're at Target at 12.30 and it's like, hey, here's all these offers that are relevant. And that's kind of an interesting thought is if you got a notification, not just for here's a 10% off Target or 10% off some skewed level item at Target. Hey, you're at Target. Here's all these offers that are at Target, right? And so they become notified of that at that time. But I think this imagery will help. I think the grouping that maybe you have even just a group that says, here are all the relevant offers today. Here are all your new offers today uh, with one. I mean, there's just, there seems to be, there's some opportunity with the notifications on iOS 15. The other thing is Apple widgets. This is something I've never considered, but like you can see that there's all these little things with Apple on different screens. I mean, even on your lock screen, you can swipe left and you have all your widgets um, and you can have it on your home screen. You can do whatever you want, right? And there's different ways to, to do this. But what I envision, and I found this other app, uh, Copilot app, and it integrates with the banks and they can show your checking account balance, right? Well, what if Carlos or Dosh had a, a a widget where you could see your offers. You see, you can see your transactions as a widget already. I can do that today. So what if I could just see my offers and I can see those daily updates, the most relevant ones or at that given time on my home screen. Now, the thing is, is that's going to be more for uh, engaged users uh, where they are already using offers and they want to see that, but having that, op why not have that option, right? seems like a benefit. So in conclusion, I just think Apple's the best one because it can lead, it's going to lead to all these more users. And even if it's just optically, uh, but there's, there's larger research, more data, which can attract a lot more advertisers or a big set of advertisers like a Stripe or a square all at one time, because then they say, Hey, wow, that's really impressive. Uh, we should do this. So all our advertisers can advertise to them. Um, and then in turn, because there's not always all these new offers in the Carlytic system, these small neobanks might be like, we have to take advantage of that because all those new advertisers benefit the existing users in Carlytics, the 167 million, they might have higher engagement utilization and ARPU levels that those numbers statistically then attract the smaller neobanks. And so all to say, you'd only need to do one bank or one mobile wallet, Apple Pay, and it could lead to everything else. That's the point of this.
right? All the other ones are, are, are uh, great, but you don't want to spend all your time and energy pursuing one at a time if you can get one and it leads to everything else. And so I've kind of tried to think about this of like, how much would you spend? Well, before we threw around the number about $2.5 billion, the $5 of ARPU, of incremental ARPU on those app from Apple from the 500 million, uh, that's 2.5 billion uh, over 10 years. That's 25 billion. Approximately, we could get to about $10 billion in cash flow over that time period. Uh, even if there's a 1% chance of that occurring, that's $100 million. So maybe Carlix spends $100 million to take that chance, right? Well, $100 million, if you're going to spend that to pursue this action over five years, with 10 employees, that's $2 million an employee. That's crazy, right? But maybe you instead of use that to hire those people and pay them $2 million just to pursue uh, Apple, right? For a 1% chance of happening. <laughs> uh, and then, or you could just say, here's $100 million we can use to hire as many people we want. It doesn't need to be 10 employees, but it's just to show that it the benefits, and this is only just with Apple Pay, right? Again, there's all the benefit of all the other advertisers and all the revenue that that could bring from this one advertiser. Uh, or this one partnership that it's it's theoretically worth way more than that, <laughs> that Carlyx should spend some time, some money, some energy on pursuing Apple. Hope you felt uh, found this interesting. Again, this isn't even necessarily just a, even though it's all about Apple, I hope you can take away that there's other ways to think about this, that any given partnership can lead to other partnership, why this matters, why it works, how Apple, or how Cardless is currently working, and just why partnerships in general are important to not only the future and the current value, but all the existing uh, MAUs. Hope you enjoyed this video, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, everyone.